It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. Yes, indeed, you are here on a WTF Wednesday here on Critical Thinking. Andrew Coppins, Pat Oni, alongside you for the next uh, maybe 45 minutes or so. And then do not forget, you can go to the afterthought uh, following all of this, where we're going to talk about uh, labor strife and Amazon. That's right, Amazon and labor strife. Uh, we're going to talk about that later on in the afterthought. For those of you who are critical thinkers, subscribers to the critical thinking community over at criticalthinking.locals.com backslash subscribe. $5 a month, $45 for your annual subscription. That's four months off if you're doing the math. Um, so, having said all of that, um, what are we going to be talking about on this WTF Wednesday? Well, we're going to be talking about um, one of the tenants that we have long subscribed to on the path to a liberty mindset, if you will, right? And in this concept of the theme of 2022, get used to different. And so we're going to talk about those two things. Um, but before we get into all of that, Pat, um, it seemed like we were heading down a road of uh, adversarial interests happening with Twitter and Elon Musk. And there are now two stories that have developed um, over the last 24 hours or so. So late last week, it looked like, okay, cool, he's going to join the Twitter board, except for that means he can't ever go over 15% shareholder stake in the company, right? <clears throat> and, and we had kind of talked about that, right? We had talked about why he might want to do that, or is he going that route, or or what's going on, right? And it seemed like, well, you don't extend that invitation to have the only have that slapped down, right? That invitation gets extended because this is the plan. Well, Elon Musk went full on, um, rich. Um, how do we put this? Um, eccentric. And um, declined his role on the board of Twitter Inc. So he will not be on the board. Now, that begs two questions for me. One is, what is the point of grabbing a 9.2% stake in the company if you don't want to join the board? Or did you just grab a 9.2% stake in the company and then... Uh, this is in route to a hostile takeover of the company. In other words, eliminate the board. No, it's not about eliminating the board. It would be a hostile takeover, right? So what he would yeah. be doing is signaling that he's got enough money and enough interest to gobble up 51% of the shares. Uh, right? Because he's already mm -hmm. basically got 10% of the company. 
Mm. And if as long as he gobbles up enough of the effective shares and it could get as high as 20, 25%, <clears throat> he could begin a hostile takeover mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in which the company would then become a private company again. Because I think publicly trading Twitter is dumb. They They don't have the revenue sources to sustain it. They really don't. By the way, Pat, did you know that Twitter Blue exists as a thing that you can do right now? I, I know of Twitter Blue. I don't know exactly what it is. See, that's the problem, right? If, right. If, if, a, if a major social media company has a product offering that would allow you to edit posts, would allow you to do all of the things that we wish we could do with our Twitter apps, right, our various Twitter apps, right? Um, and nobody knows about it. Is that bad? Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Because um, what's the point of having a product if no one knows about it? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to that point, I think, you know, Elon Musk could really help this company become profitable in the future by offering things that people want. Now, that having been said, um, there's a second story that has come out and that I think complicates the narrative that everybody in right-wing media is now glomming onto, right? Look out for the hostile takeover. And it's this. Um, late yesterday, a class action lawsuit was filed against Elon Musk by Twitter shareholders. Did you see that story? Standards? Did you see the story? I saw the story. Okay. So, yeah. So it, it was announced that um, they are suing him for <clears throat> for violating Securities and Exchange Commission standards, which um, require within 10 days of gobbling up 5% stake in a company that you must disclose it. And it's alleged that he didn't do that. Now, I don't know all of the ins and outs of the, the law that's a, being alleged that he violated. But it is also being alleged that he gained about $150 million by not declaring it because the, the, the stock price was depressed over that time frame, right? So as he's gobbling that up, he's gobbling up shares that are worth less and less and less. And then as soon as he makes that announcement, those shares skyrocket and he makes a boat ton of money, right? How So I can see the basics of why why this is bad, right? Because the rest of the shareholders should have had an opportunity to, to figure this out, right? Do they want to buy more shares? Do they want to do things, whatever, right? However, he, over the course of those 10 days, continued to buy stock to the tune of getting from 5 to 9.2%. And from what I understand, yes, that 5% threshold is in place. However, if you have continued to buy shares, what I have read and what I have talked to people in the know on these matters is that if you're continuing to buy the shares, the disclosure doesn't happen until you stop your buying pattern, right? So if you blew past 5% and you wanted to get to 25%, you you don't declare until you get to the 25% purchase time. Because what you can do to the SEC is say, hey, I didn't disclose because I wasn't done buying, right? You can, And it's not a matter of I, I stopped on day one and then day number four, I bought again, right? It is day one, and I continued to buy all the way until I made my disclosure. So it'll be interesting to see how this comes out because there's a number of ways that this could be interpreted, right? It could be an interpreted as a violation that caused harm, right? Because again, what do you have to have? Parties that were harmed and a remedy for a lawsuit to go forward, potentially, right? And a violation of the law, obviously, is, was, is the harm. And more importantly, the, the the potential loss of money to the shareholder, right? But there's ways to interpret the law, 
right? This law exists, but there's also another set of laws that exist that that govern other percentage stakes. So where where do you draw the line? And I think this will be interesting to watch. But please, folks, note that um, Elon Musk is not just doing this for shits and giggles like we have talked about in the past. He is doing this with a purpose. What that purpose might be, we just don't know. It is very clear that he doesn't want a bit part, right? It's very clear that he doesn't want to be neutered by just joining the board, right? There's something this way coming. We just don't know what it is. And, and, and apparently, Pat is allergic to talking about Twitter. Uh, I'm also allergic to your face. Just so or, you know. or just the weather in general. Oh, yeah, because it, it can't make up its mind here either. But or the that, construction dust in your house. I'm going to go with that. We'll go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> hey, at least you're <laughs> on the path to uh, to getting things back to normal. Um, so that's yeah, good news there. Uh, yeah, it'll only be another month to six weeks, but, you know, who knows? Hey, it'll be okay, Pat. You can't just snap your fingers and have that happen. That's that's not how that works. Uh, hold on. Let, let's... let's... Nope, still work. here. Dang it. Nope, nope. Nope, you still have your day job. That's unfortunate. Um, yeah, you, so I, I am curious to see what's going to happen here with Elon Musk, though, because it, I actually really like the guy. I, I think he's fascinating. I think a lot of his, like, you know, from Tesla to SpaceX to now Twitter, uh, I, I'm just, I'm curious as to what's going to happen. If I had to guess... I, I would even go as far as to say that this is headed towards a hostile takeover. Oh, it's 100% what's going to happen here. Huh? It's 100% what's going to happen because for Elon Musk to build something from scratch, right. how do you compete, right? We've seen it with Getter. We've seen it with Parler. We've seen it with other formats out there. Why not use the most popular format in the world? Right, Twitter's right. the most popular format in the world, um, and and uh, we'll see what happens there. I, I just think it's going to be interesting. I I also think, um, you know, going back to a private company is probably the smartest thing to do. And here's the thing: if anyone could start a new platform and be successful with it, it is Elon Musk. Let's let's, let's put it that way. But sure. I think even he knows. Even he knows when you when you have to compete with multiple platforms now, and then you still have to compete with the um, with, with with Facebook, right? Then- and, and I think for me, when you take a look at this, I I, I totally understand that he could do it, but the mm-hmm. reason he wouldn't do it is why, right? It, it, why would you do it when you can just buy the competition and change the structure of it? That there's nothing wrong with the fundamentals of Twitter in terms of its user base, other than the edit button and some other minor features, right? Right. That having been said, this is a platform everybody is used to. Now, if you just flip its mission statement to free speech and you begin to transform the company internally, do you invest your money there or do you invest your money on something that might flip that just might totally flop? Well, that's what well, I mean. Look, look at what, well, look at what's going on with true social. Well, that you was know. a grift all, you know, um, a million miles away, but Hey, sure. Well, yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, is like, like if you're Elon Musk, why would you go down that road? You know? Right. So it, it's for me, it, it's, it, this has been entertaining to watch because right. The, the the people just absolutely freaking out over this is hilarious, and everyone's so worried about what Elon Musk is going to do and what he's going to do with his money. I'm like, you know what? I, I I don't I don't care. I don't care what he does with his money. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. I, I'm more concerned about what our government's doing with our money than I am concerned with what Elon Musk is doing. Um, to me, this has been pure entertainment. Absolutely, absolutely. You grab your popcorn and you watch this happen. Yeah. By the way. And, and then I think you have to realize <clears throat> what would have been the goal of creating a new social platform, right? Free speech, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Can you accomplish that by taking something that already exists and flipping it on its head? And to your point, 
he might have to clean house of engineers and all these other individuals who are just so far left. But here's the rub, Pat. You and I know this. There are tons of libertarians, tons of conservative people who are very creative, who are very much in in that STEM category. Right. You could pick and choose from them, from that pool of people as well, <clears throat> and make that culture less hostile to ideological viewpoints. So I think it'll be interesting to see what goes down in the next six months, year with all of this. But speaking of changing, we have long been an advocate for one thing. Stop supporting businesses that will insult you. Because this is a two-pronged attack, right? And we have long advocated for this on the show. In fact, it was part of our, you know, liberty mindset, um, 10 steps on the path of resistance type thing from... um, from last year's theme, but it goes along with this year's theme, but it is two-pronged. Number one, you hurt the business that's insulting you, right? Number one. But number two, you now rest control back in your own personal hands. Okay? You are now in control of how you spend your money, where you spend your money. But most importantly, it's also recognition of this fact. You're going to have to do businesses with people and business values that are not just not your values. You're going to have to do business with people like that, right? It is an impossibility to, to create an insular economy. That doesn't exist. But why do we say stop doing business with people who will insult you? Because there's a difference between doing business or giving money to businesses and and buying products and services from businesses who maybe have different viewpoints on life than you, right? And then a business who will actively and proactively go after your values and, and court values that are antithetical to you. For instance, Disney is a great example of this, right? Can you avoid doing business with Disney? Not necessarily. Because if you have a cable package or if you have YouTube TV or if you have any sort of television package, guess what? You're giving money to Disney, right? Right. So what you're going to do? However, you can be active in the choices that you make around the products that Disney gives you, right? So maybe I, I, hey, I need, uh, you know, ESPN is where sports exist and I'm a sports fan. Okay, well, I have to do business with that, right? That's where, that's where you know, my team, Team XYZ and their, their package lives, right? I'm a big SEC fan. Screw the SEC. But I'm a big SEC fan, right? Guess what? The SEC network is is ESPN and Disney owned. Okay, so what do I what do I do about that, right? But do I have to go to the Disney World or Disneyland theme parks? Do I have to spend money on Disney cartoons? Do I have to spend money on you know all of the toys and the apparatus of Disney? No, you can you actively Disney Plus. Right, you don't have to subscribe to Disney Plus. Now I will say this: there's a hell of a lot of value in Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN. That combo, I think it's oh, like, yeah. what, 15 bucks a month? That's mm-hmm. a hell of a deal. But you might need to make a choice. Most importantly, because outside of ESPN and its politicalization, if you just watch the games and you don't watch anything else, you don't necessarily get the political side of things. You just get the game. Now, that is increasingly becoming less and less of the case, but... I use Disney as the example because it is such a big conglomerate. But let's let's talk about you know name name a industry right and pick the biggest name in the industry. Can you avoid it? Can you avoid Xfinity or T-Mobile or whatever? Right? No, you can't because here's the rub. Right? So let's say you you don't like the values of T-Mobile or AT and T or uh, Verizon. Right? The big three of the um, 
cell phone carriers, right? Let's say you want to go to Patriot Mobile or or True Talk Wireless or whatever is being advertised out there, right? Pat, what network do those other alternatives, right? The 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 ones that are advertised everywhere. What network do they go on? Either Verizon's network or T-Mobile's network. Right. They 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 the, piggyback they're paying a licensing fee for their cell phone tower. So what they are cutting out is all of the extra stuff because they don't have to pay for all of the extra equipment, right? They're paying a small licensing fee instead of having to pay all of the various um, cell phone tower companies, right? The, The companies that put them up, the companies that service them, all of their own individual employees, all of those other things, right? They can go bare bones. And so you're $35 a month, right? But guess what? You're still actively supporting people that are against you. So you cannot insulate yourself. It doesn't work. But when you have an actual opportunity to have a product A and a product B, and product A is from a company who literally actively insults you to your face and your values, and company B provides a similar product at a similar price, and it is not insulting you, you choose product B. And that's what... I think the conservative movement has missed for a very long time, right? Boycott, boycott, boycott. No, you can't boycott. You must actively create an alternative where alternatives can be created. And when alternatives cannot be created, we have talked about this, Pat. For instance, in your area, you've got one or two cable options, right? Right. You either have... uh... Uh, CenturyLink or or Xfinity. That's it. Here, it's RCM, Xfinity, or AT&T U-verse. W- why? W- wh- why couldn't I license their fiber optic cable, right? And provide an alternative to them. Y- you cannot create an alternative economy there because here's the rub even if you decided well we're going to cord cut right you're going to be a cord cutting company you still have to piggyback off of the wi-fi or ethernet of whoever provides their internet so you cannot create a wholly insular new economy it doesn't exist You would have to go all the way down to the municipal level, and this is the rub, right? So while we are working on creating alternatives where alternatives exist, what we must work on is deregulation of the economy. What we must work on is being and creating competitiveness in these so-called utilities. Because you then allow for full competition. And now I can choose not to use Xfinity. I can choose not to do this, and I can choose to do this or that, right? As long as they're in my area. Again, if they're not in your area, what are you going to do? The reality of today's life is you must be connected to the internet. The reality of today's business world is you must be able to do that, even so much as farming. You know, one of the things that we had talked about is Starlink. There's an alternative, right? Elon Musk is starting that as an alternative to really bad internet connections in rural areas. It's going to take some time for it to, to, to really ramp up and work. But for those people who have it and it works, it works fantastically well, like a thousand times better than what they've been able to get before. And at a much, much, much more discounted price. But guess what, Pat? You actually own the equipment. You actually own the the path between you and the company. 
my point in all of this is we have to get used to different in how we make our decisions economically as human beings. If you care about your values being represented in business, my argument is I don't care necessarily, but I do care when those businesses want to insult me. If you make the best product on the planet and you're not insulting me or not doing things that are antithetical to me, right, open and antithetical to me, then I should do business with you. But when you are actively at war with me and my values, I should seek out alternatives. The problem is that in the vast majority of our business space, there are no alternatives. You don't like what Gillette is doing? Go to Harry's. Oh, whoops. Right? So that's what I love about what Jeremy Boring and The Daily Wire are doing. They recognize that it's not about creating conservative. Right? It's not about creating a path for conservatives. It's about creating value, wealth, and business that is reimagining the old principles of business for the future. Right? Am I getting this wrong? No, no. Uh, this is exactly what this is about. This is not about this is not about um starting or creating a business just because somebody has a different opinion than you, than you or because that someone's politics might be different than yours. This is about preventing uh, companies like Disney and get and kind of shaking them awake to to the point of, hey, um, we need to stop pushing agendas on people and start providing a better product for people. That's what this is more more about for me. This is not about Disney can believe whatever it wants, um, but I don't want their ideology forced on me or forced on my kids, mm-hmm. and, and because that's insulting. This is the same thing with the Daily Wire. I don't want their ideology or their agenda forced on me or my kids. That's not what this is. This is creating a a a product and or a service that simply just doesn't insult me that doesn't that doesn't push all those things down my throat that just provides a product mm-hmm. that is worth buying or using yeah you look at the movies that have come out right so mm-hmm. far they're very adult orientated right this isn't right. like shove christianity or shove judeo christian values down my throat no it's just simply we're going to produce good entertainment and we would like you to consume it. It's such a refreshing, refreshing model for me. Literally, this concept of uh, we're going to create content and we're going to create things that we would like you to consume. It's going to cost you money. Here's what it costs. What? What a concept. Instead of begging and pleading for money all the time, right? We're gonna start a nonprofit. We're gonna we're gonna start this little thing and uh, give us give us your give us your 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 poll your, your your give us a cent and go beg a billionaire and then all we do is bitch and piss and moan instead of actually being creative instead of doing right and getting used to different right is the theme of this show in 2022. To that end, the getting used to different is you ca- you cannot just be. Stop. You can't be boycott forevs. You must be action orientated in everything. And that action orientation can simply be a recognition of which businesses don't insult you and which businesses do and doing business and actively making sure to do businesses or do business with those that are not insulting you. Well, and this is what's and maybe maybe we save this for another time, but but this is what's interesting to me. Like, you go back to the Disney example for a minute, and if Disney didn't do what what Disney's doing right now, and they weren't doing all the things that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. 
would they not, would they not be still making a big profit right now? Would people not still be subscribing to them regardless? No, they wouldn't have. Ex- they would not exist if this was a business that started ten years ago, Pat. Mm-hmm. Right? They wouldn't exist today. They can't. Sure, but 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 because it started when it did, and because right. it's it's grown throughout the it, ages, would it matter? Would it matter if they subscribe to the woke ideology or not? Would it matter? Yeah. Would, it, would they not still be making money? Would they not be still be doing business? Would they not still be having people come to their theme parks? Would they not still have people subscribing to their to the, to Disney Plus and all this other stuff that they have? Would they not still have these things? Yeah, and and I think the point of this, right? Jeremy's Razors comes out as a competition right. to Harry's Razors in response to the insanity of pulling from Michael Knowles because literally, like two, I think it was twelve uh, Twitter trolls started going after um, right. Harry's Razors, and they had a combined like following of two hundred people. Mm-hmm. So the response to that was what they got seventy five thousand people in a week. To buy a razor subscription, but they didn't say buy the razor subscription. Excuse me, God, that's very Joe Biden of me. But <laughs> speaking of which, Pat, we we got to get to that in the uh, WTF. But um, you know, they didn't say buy this because it will fund our future, right? No, right. they just said we're going to invest. And we're going to double down on our effort and come what may, right? Speaking of which, I think a great example of this, Pat, is what is going on with CNN Plus. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Oh, yeah. But in the first week of CNN Plus having its paid subscription open and available, it didn't even register 10,000 subscribers worldwide. That's hilarious. That's, That's what names comical. like, you know, and they're putting the Anthony Bourdain collection on there, right? They're putting Chris Wallace on there. They're putting um, a bunch of different names that people would know on this network, right? Right. Nobody gave a crap. But it, but isn't this isn't this the point that we're trying to make though? Like, like if you truly have a good product and or service. Yes, that's my point. Right? You shouldn't have to do this like woke ideology to get to get people to come to your Look business. Look at the Daily Wire, right? They announced mm-hmm. for the first time ever because they are a completely private business. They announced their subscriber base last week, and it's over 600,000 people a month. That's a lot in a space that is very crowded, by the way, because Daily Wire, as it existed as of two years ago, was strictly based off of podcast video right with michael knowles right. andrew clavin um matt ben walsh shapiro. and ben mm-hmm. shapiro right and now candace owens is it. in there right but it was all politics right it was all about creating an alternative for news and and politicotainment if you will right right they have since branched off into creating just being a a content an entertainment company if you will Right now, they're branching into um, kids entertainment that has nothing to do with ideology, just simply literally not doing ideology and entertaining kids. Right. And and mainly making sure that you're educating them as you're entertaining them, educating them in things like math and science and whatever. Right. There's no ideological bent. There's no I'm going to shove Christianity or Judeo-Christian values or whatever down your throat. Allegedly, we'll see what happens when we get the the actual product out the door. But they're talking about uh, Daily Wire kids, you know, and, and then Jeremy's razors and other things that will be coming down the pipeline. But they're not coming to you hand out saying, please subscribe to the Daily Wire so that we can fund these. No, we're investing so that we give you value to make you want to subscribe. We're going to give you things to make you want. We're going to provide value. And that's what's missing in a lot of what is going on. We even here, right? We're we're not asking you to give us money to create the show or to be able to do anything. We're saying to you, if you find value in what we do, right? If you find value in the entertainment and the information that we provide for you, help support our efforts. Great. If not, we understand. 
but we hope that we're providing you enough value that you see us as an alternative source for your entertainment dollar. We're competing for that entertainment money. So, you know, I, I think we have to look at, at getting used to a different way of looking at how we see the economy in terms of how we participate in crony capitalistic America today, in oligarchical America today. You have to make strategic decisions. You cannot just be spontaneous anymore. You have to think about the transactions that you're making and what gives you value. And more importantly, are there businesses that can give you value and they have value, right? They have value to, let's say, the Daily Wire is now going to produce, um, you know, they've got Jeremy's Razors, but then they're they're also going to produce a sock company next, right? Or they're going to start producing clothing, right? Okay, well, guess what? American Eagle or, you know, pick a company might have values that are completely antithetical to you, right? And, and, and Daily Wire makes a really good product or whatever they're going to call it, right? And it's a very good product. Choose to spend on maybe $5 more or maybe it's $5 less and maybe it's just a small difference in the quality, right? Or maybe it's better quality for a lower price or it supports a, a different effort, right? You actually have to think through the transactions you make in your life. And it's antithetical to the, the way that we interact with the economy right now. We don't think 99.9% .9 of the time about it. We just do it, right? For instance, do you think about when you go to the grocery store? Most people don't. Most people know that, well, I need this to survive, right? Well, what if Kroger and, you know, there's seven different grocery store chains in your area and six of them insult you, but the seventh one doesn't? How do you affect change in those other six? You shop at the seventh store, whether or not it's going to cost you a little bit more, right? Maybe you sacrifice and maybe you make some decisions, but you make different decisions than you did before. Speaking of different, though, Pat, um, why don't we um, do this? I, I want to have a little bit of fun here before we go into WTF Wednesday. So let's play the B or not the B, and then I've got something that you need to see. Sound good? Let's do it. All right, let's go to the B or not the B. Hit me with that headline, please. Alrighty then. So what about all the don't say Jesus bills that erase my identity as a Christian teacher? So what about all the don't say Jesus bills that erase my identity as a Christian teacher? Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. While you're thinking about the Andrew Coppins, folks, if you haven't got done so yet, please go to funly.com. Support DM and his family as they rebuild their home and rebuild their business for American Pride Roasters. Um, we're, I think, pushing sixteen thousand now, right? Like, like we're we're somewhere between fifteen and sixteen thousand dollars there. Mm -hmm. um, there's what twenty three ish days left in mm -hmm. in the uh, Funly.com account. So I don't know. Go donate like five bucks a day or something like that, or go donate a dollar a day. You know, whatever you can do, it would be helpful and it would help get some good people back on their feet. Um, so if you would please do that, go to funly.com and uh, support. Um, yeah, and, and we've we've been talking to Dave about him coming on the program for a while now, but this yeah. is how crazy things have been for him. He just doesn't have the 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 time to even just take a moment to 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 breathe and I breathe. So we need to let that happen, right? Before mm. we even approach that it's just not right uh for us to demand more of his time than you know even 15 20 minutes it's just no concentrate on your family concentrate on getting on a path and and we'll talk about it and talk right. to you afterwards about the future of american pride roasters and and uh, maybe some things that will help uh, reset that business 
in the meantime, what you if you can support help support them, uh, it would be much appreciated. I know they would very much appreciate it themselves. Yeah, and so. it's still, by the way, pinned to my uh, top of my Twitter page. It's also pinned to mine as well. So, um, <clears throat> so what about the don't say Jesus bills that erase my identity as a Christian teacher? Is this the be or not to be Andrew Coppins? Your answer. I'm going to go with not the B, but this is a difficult one because I could see this being the Babylon B, but don't we already have the separation of church and state in this country to the point where um, Bibles, you know, talking about the Bible and all that stuff inside the classroom is, ooh, no, 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 no. Now, we've also had rulings in which we can see that uh, Bible study, as long as it does, it can happen on school grounds, as long as it's not happening during official school hours. We've had all sorts of those types of rulings. So I'm going to go with this being not the B. Are you sure? I'm about 90% sure. Doesn't mean so I'm there's right. A room, there's a little room for doubt. Well, of course. There's always a little room for doubt when it comes to the B or not the B. I guess that's true. But your instincts are correct. This is not the B. We won $100 more of uh, Dominic Izzo's Ponzi scheme, MLM, pyramid scheming money. No, no, no. It's totally legit, Pat. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what like, it is? It's his Uber driving money. That, that's what we're winning. Is that is that what it is? I, I have no idea if he drives for Uber or not. Uh, or, is it, or, or is it just money out of his uh, pension? Maybe he's selling suits. Let's just move on. Um, <clears throat> the most common question I've received throughout the, my professional life as a public high school teacher has been some variation of this. How do you handle not being able to speak freely about your Christian faith in the classroom? And while I've previously written greater detail about my 20-plus year approach on how to honor Christ in a public school setting, suffice it to say that I've advocated for playing by the rules, laws that prevent me from openly speaking the name Jesus to students or wearing it into any curriculum do not prevent me from openly showing the love of Jesus every day I'm there. Um, And this is a relatively long article, but... um, Essentially, what he, he goes into of, of about how he's able to work with the boundaries that are there um, to support his faith and support what he believes in. Yeah, and, and oftentimes I say the, the best thing that you can do to support Christ is to follow your life's work and passion. Mm-hmm. And to do that however you can, right? Whether that is your passion is a side hustle, whether that passion becomes your main focus, right, your career or whatever, or whether it becomes um, your family, honoring your family, whether that passion becomes, you know, um, coaching or whatever have you. It, it, there are ways to do that, right? And in a great way, in a great example of being a teacher is being the best teacher you can possibly be. Focusing in on teaching and impacting lives. Because that's what Christ did. He impacted the world. And there's no dispute, by the way, none, that this was a real individual. Okay? There's no dispute anywhere except for with the atheist crowd. But even within the scientific community, there's no dispute that this is somebody who is real. None. There's no dispute that this time in our history existed. None. That the things that the Bible talks of, in terms of the historical parts of it, right? They happened. You know, when we talk about Pontius Pilate, when we talk about uh, the governor of, of Israel, right? When we talk about all of those things. These things happened. But you can impact lives much like Jesus did in various ways, but through your passion. I always talk about that. And I think I, I, if 
I haven't read that article, but I'm guessing that's part of where he goes, right? I believe, yeah. I, I haven't read the full thing because it is it is lengthy, but uh, it 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 does go into a lot of things like that, and and this is you know of course kind of poking a little bit at the uh, don't say gay bill in Florida. Um, it's not a do- we, we it, can't call it's it. It's not that. even that. It, and that's the point. That that's that's the point of this. It's it's not that at all, and it's not that you can't say Jesus in the classroom. You know, it is. That, so that you, you can't, can't indoctrinate push. them into some sort of I, religious fervor. Right. I can't push my faith on them. Uh-huh. Right. It's not to say that I can't say that I believe in I, I believe in Jesus. Right. You know, it's that Absolutely. I can't push that on them. Now, with all of that having been said, Pat, uh, it is time for WTF Wednesday. <laughs> And so I teased this up front. Um, this isn't so much WTF as I want to get your reaction to this because um, sometimes I'm a big fan of Allie Beth Stuckey. Sometimes I think she goes way too far. This isn't, this isn't way too far. Welcome to our DEI training. DEI stands for Don't Entice Infants. That's really anti-grooming training. It's not enough to be not a groomer. One must be actively anti-grooming. And really those who are defending themselves against accusations of grooming are expressing their groomer fragility. This is just evidence that they are a groomer. It's important to know that silence is violence when it comes to the grooming of children. If you are not actively working to dismantle the systems of grooming that have been oppressing children, you are either complicit and systemic grooming, or you are a groomer yourself. We need to know better so we can do better. It's really important that you get educated on this, but also don't ask those of us who are doing the work in this sphere to educate you. We've already expended too much energy doing that. We need to stop centering groomers in this country, and we need to establish policies and programs, including right here in this company, to combat systemic grooming. You know, I recommend on a federal level, an anti-grooming task force. Look, if the people in your life, if your pastor, your peers, your spouse, isn't talking about the pervasive, institutional, systemic problem of groomer supremacy, cut those toxic people out of your life. Do better, do better, do better. Public school cannot be reformed. It has to be defunded and abolished. What we really need is for the nuclear family, fathers especially, to be more involved and realize the role that toxic matriarchy and toxic feminism has played in this culture of systemic grooming. So just remember, if you are not actively an anti-groomer, you are a groomer. You are either complicit or you are active. And remember, silence is violence and also words are violence. All right, here's my cash app and my Venmo. This has been a lot of emotional labor for me. So if you could just pay me around $10,000 each, that would be awesome. All right, thank you. (laughs) It is both hilarious, great parody, and just pokes those uh those uh really good points about um fathers being active in the home and the nuclear family i i love how she she used those points that um the um anti-racist crowd would say you know we have to be antithetical to the nuclear family to fathers in the home right she just turns it right on its head i that's some of the best parody i've ever seen yeah, and then pay me ten thousand dollars each. 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 <laughs> Here's my cash app. <laughs> oh crap. That's funny. But, but but isn't that because she's always been a nuclear family, traditional family. Absolutely. Advocate, you know. And, yeah, and, and, and look at what she did with um you know, Dave Rubin and um his announcement of how they're creating a family out of well being gay right and and how she didn't try to square that round hole right right she she literally was like i love him i love him like a brother but i don't support this 
That's a bold stance in today's world. Yeah. That's the reality, though. But anyway, Pat, uh, you got a couple of headlines here for me. I, I do. Are, are you ready for some uh, Joseph Marionette Biden? Actually, before we get into that headline, um, how about this? They're the only outfit in the country that is immune. Imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to, process, to being sued. Come on. In February, the families of nine people, when I say that, they wonder what I'm talking about. I mean, you, you kind of read my mind because that was exactly where I was going with this. And um, <clears throat> I, I'm just I'm just wondering what prostitute, does uh, prosecute? Yeah. Tomato, tomato. What does um, what does a prostitute uh, in the uh, tobacco industry being? What is what is, what is that? What are we talking about here? Exactly. I have no idea. Well, and then um, are we really to suggest that um, that we're now going to allow people to sue gun manufacturers because somebody killed somebody else? Are we really suggesting that that's where we're going here? This isn't like the these are apples and oranges comparisons. There there is nothing like what happened with the tobacco industry going on mm -hmm. here. Okay? Mm -hmm. The tobacco industry for decades knew that its products were intentionally harmful to the consumer. Nobody, and I mean nobody who legally buys a gun, right? And I mean nobody is under the illusion that this is not something that is dangerous. And if so, you don't belong owning a gun. That's why for most states, when you go to buy a gun, most states also, especially in concealed carry states, you must go through training. It's just that simple. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it is a dangerous product. Literally, it's, for, it's, it's intent and purpose is mm. to do what? Kill. That's it. There's no other purpose. Well, sure, it's for hunting. Exactly. And what is the purpose of hunting? Killing. To kill. What is the purpose of having it for protection? In case you need to kill or be killed. But Andrew Coppins, what about for sport? Right. And it is practice to kill. <laughs> that sport, right? Skeet shooting, right? Why are you doing that? To practice your skills to duck hunt, right? Why are you target practicing, right? Why do people, bo uh, why is there competitive, um, you know, um, archery? Nine times out of ten to allow you to be more accurate when you want to go bow hunting and kill things. There is one purpose and one purpose only for this product. Now, it would be different if the gun manufacturers were hiding what the what the uh, consequences are or if they were modifying these things in ways that skirt federal law, right? Or, um, you know, for instance, um, making these products that become defective and hurt the person who is, you know what I'm saying? That'd be different. But that's not what they're advocating for. That They're advocating for the most insane thing I have ever heard. You misuse a product, or more importantly, you use the product as intended, right? And now, because the person who was shot and killed or shot and maimed or shot and whatever, right? didn't like the fact that they were shot you can go after the thing and you're not even going after the thing you're going after the people who have no way of knowing anything about be different if you're talking about the immunity of prosecution of the gun dealer right or the the gun shop right but they're not immune from that prosecution. If they illegally allowed somebody to buy a weapon, guess what? 
That's a violation of federal law. And you can go to federal pound me in the ass prison for that. Are we really suggesting this path? Are we really going down this path that that we're, we're suddenly if somebody was killed, you have the right to sue the gun manufacturer? What, what do you do with ghost guns? They're already out there. And we're not talking about deserialized, um, you know, Smith and Wessons or Colt 45s or, you know, anybody else. We're talking about being able to create a gun out of, out of, in your own home. How do you, how, are we suggesting that that, oh wait, murder's already illegal. So are, are you going to suggest then um, we're going to go after the people who made the 3D kit that you purchase then make the gun with? Are we, are, are we going there? Are are we really to suggest that Smith & Wesson is now... Oh, that's right. We've already tried this, right? With the financial sector, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Look at all the companies. Remington, Smith & Wesson, um, Walther, right? You, you can't... They can't get any more money in a loan from any banking institution of, of note in this country. They've all said, nah, we're good. They've all tried to force their values down the throat of these companies. There's no way in hell you can make this case. He's going to try. There's no way in hell you can make the case that this is the same as, uh, as the tobacco industry. No, it's not. J just no. <sighs> All right, Pat. One more? One more? Okay. Sean Penn says he's thinking about taking up arms against Russia to help Ukraine. Are you? Are you really? You're you, you really telling me you're going to get on a plane, go over to Ukraine, take up arms and fight the Russians? Are you really telling me that? I mean, Mr. Venezuela? Yeah. This is the weirdest response ever to... Socialism versus nationalism I've ever seen, right? Because uh, well, we, we've talked talk about what's really going on here is a fight for who controls the economic future, right? It's really right. a battle of, of Russia's idea of nationalization of the economy, right? Right. And the world view. Yeah, it's but insane. Sean Penn's kind of a weird dude. Well, we've known that for my entire life, basically. Right. <sighs> one more, one more, Pat. One more? Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll do one more. Uh, actually, let's do... Let, I want to I do this one. Um, Saudi Arabian media releases video mocking Biden as senile. Hair is played by a man in drag. <laughs> is this that, bad? <laughs> that is a freaking amazing it's bad right it's very right. very bad but i want you to think about this this is also the best satire you could possibly come up with because what are you going to do if you're if you're on the left trans rights right you're well, supposed to be pro lgbtq rights right so so you can't say anything bad about um drag Kamala Harris because that would be anti-trans or anti-queer uh, and, and that's not me using that as an insult by the way that's me using their own terms well that, that's also that would also make them anti-senile too oh man that is just freaking yeah. freaking hilarious <laughs> uh, uh, the Saudi it, it's also a really sad commentary on who we've decided somehow to be our leaders Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, they don't respect us in any way, shape, or form. Nope. If they did, this wouldn't happen. And so I uh, understand the whoa, man, whoa. But also, I, bravo for you for doing it. But also, hey, America, wake up and, um, I don't know, elect a better set of leaders or demand better? 
<laughs> call back to Ellie Beth Stuggy. And on that mm. note, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And imagine had Andrew Coppins been immune to uh, prostitution in the uh, radio industry being sued. Come on, man. Please be smarter than that. Be safe. <laughs> be kind. As always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.